Alright everybody, this is your boy Prophecy back again with another episode of the Everything Show. Um, I'm here today, tonight actually, uh, just bringing you a weekly recap of WWE this week. Um, before I start, I just wanted to let you guys know if you hear any noise, I apologize. Uh, I am sitting outside, it's a nice night, so I'm enjoying this weather once again. It's like 90 degrees outside, it feels good. But anyway... Yes, this um this week in WWE was uh, it was a, it was a little weak to me, literally. It was a little weak. I wasn't really feeling it. Um, I felt like it could have been better. We're gonna start off with Raw. Raw was uh, so so this week. It was it was I don't know a little disappointing, but you know you can't have uh, good weeks every week. But um. We had Elias versus Bobby Roode on Raw. Like I said, so-so. Um, We had Natalya versus Mickie James, which was an okay match. Uh, I'm really trying to figure out what WWE is doing with this uh, Ronda Rousey, Natalya best friend angle. I want to see where it goes. I don't, I don't know what's in their heads on this, but right now I'm not really feeling... You know the storyline of that at the moment. I don't know what the purpose of it is. Natalia is Natalia. She doesn't need a uh, an enforcer. That's basically what Ronda Rousey is to her right now—a fucking enforcer. So um, I'm I'm interested in seeing where where this goes. Um, another point I want to touch on: AOP. Um, they're doing what what any big team does when they first debuts in the WWE they just go up against a couple of jobbers first win a couple of matches in short fashion and then they progress up they did the same thing with the Bludgeon Brothers over on Smackdown you know they started off fighting jobbers every week hometown people every week and then, you know, they progressed up to, like, the lower tag teams on the card. And, you know, they just kept going up and up and up. So, I don't know if that's their plan with AOP. But that's what it's looking like at the moment. Um, they're squashing their competitors quickly. Um, I think AOP definitely deserves a shot at the, uh, the Raw Tag Team Championships. I'm not talking about right now because they just debuted on the main roster. So... I give it another month or two, possibly a month or two, because they're AOP man. They performed very well down at NXT. Um, I can't. You can't take anything away from them. You can't. Uh, we had um a great match. Uh, we had a a segment where Seth Rollins was out. You know, talking about how. He's been traveling a lot over the past week because, you know, he he did the Fatal 4-Way in um, Saudi Arabia. I'm going to touch point. I'm going to touch base on uh, the Saudi Arabia uh, Greatest Royal Rumble in a few also. But he um he had his match there. He's back in the States. Um, yeah, it's a lot of traveling. Finn Balor comes out. Approaches him saying, yeah, you won the championship, but by this much, basically just saying, Seth Rollins barely beat him in that ladder match. Because if you saw 
Finn was at the top of the ladder about to grab the championship, and then Seth Rollins leaped out of nowhere and snatched the whole thing away. It was amazing. I wasn't expecting that. So, they're having their back and forth. Uh, Seth Rollins grants Finn Balor a championship match later on tonight. Cool. Who comes out? The Miz You know, they got to do their little their little bit. They, they, they pitch to Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Hey, we should become a four-man group. Better than the club. Better than the shield. And <laughs> they turned them down, which led to them attack. Uh, uh, the Mr. Raj attacking Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, but obviously Finn Balor and Seth Rollins wasn't going out like that. They were not going out like that. They beat the hell out of them. And what happened next was, I'm not going to say shocking, but it kind of shocked me a little. Finn Balor attacks Seth Rollins from behind and kind of stands over him like, yeah, don't forget I'm here, motherfucker. Like, yeah, that was that was a kind of cool little segment they had going on there. Um, I actually want them to turn Finn Balor heel. I feel like they need it. Finn Balor with this nice guy thing going on. It's, uh, and especially since he's not portraying the demon as much anymore. Yeah, I feel like he should just go full heel, cocky, badass heel. I feel like that would uh, benefit Finn Balor a little more. It would open up a, you know, more competition for him because right now, Finn Balor, Finn Balor is very popular, but. Right now, his his stock is plummeting in the eyes of people like Vince McMahon. Even though Triple H is going to be taking over the reign soon, in the eyes of Vince McMahon, uh, Vince McMahon feels Finn Balor is not over enough to be in the Universal Championship picture. And I I somewhat agree. I somewhat agree. And that I, it's not Finn Balor's fault. It's WWE creative, the creative team fault. But yeah, they had their Intercontinental Championship match later on in the night. Seth Rollins walked away victorious, which was uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I like the match. Any match Seth Rollins is in, it's 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 bound to be at least a four-star match. Bound to be. Seth Rollins is a very hard worker. He he goes out there and he literally steals the show every night. Every night. Every Monday night. Um, the main event for the night was uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, the hometown heroes. So, you know, the crowd were definitely cheering for them. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and Jinder Mahal versus Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, and Braun Strowman. Now, before I get into the details on this match, I don't like that they keep teaming Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman up. I don't know what is the purpose of that. I don't know what direction they're heading in for that, but I'm, I'm not digging it. Me personally, um, I'm not digging it. I don't. I feel like Bobby Lashley came back. It was supposed to be big. They're supposed to be building him up to basically be the next Brock Lesnar. That was the plan from the jump when they started talking about bringing Bobby Lashley back a couple months ago. That was the plan. They were supposed to bring him back. He was supposed to be this monster when he comes back. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, he was in TNA wrestling, and um, while he was in TNA, he was basically TNA's Brock Lesnar, running over every fucking body, basically just unfucking stoppable. And that was supposed to be the plan when he came back to WWE, because you know Brock Lesnar was supposed to be going to UFC, but he signed a, um, another contract with WWE, 
because uh, there's some stipulation or something going on with the UFC's drug policy or something like that. He's not going to be able to fight for like, uh, he's not going to be cleared to fight for like another six months. This is just from what I hear. I don't know exactly what's true, but he's not going to be able to fight for another six months. And they're talking about his first fight isn't going to be till somewhere near the end of the year. So I guess he just went ahead and signed another contract with WWE. Which is why Roman Reigns did not win at WrestleMania. But um, this Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman thing, I'm not feeling it. Uh, I don't know what it's supposed to be. I don't know if it's a staller. Or are they just doing this for right now? Like, I don't, I don't know what the big idea is. But um, this match was, I'd give it a three star. It wasn't that m- memorable. There weren't really any big moments in this match. Um, Braun Strowman won the match for his team. Um, there was a couple couple of big moments for Roman Reigns. He, he, of course, he hit his spear, Superman punch, stuff like that. Like I said, this, this week in WWE wasn't really that exciting. For me, at least. People may have other opinions, but for me, it wasn't really that exciting. Um, that's it for the raw portion. There's more that happened, but it's not even worth mentioning. Like I said, it's not exciting. But that's it for the the raw portion. Um, we're gonna go ahead and take a little a, a little mini break, and then I'm gonna come back and talk to y'all about the greatest Royal Rumble match. So stay tuned. All right, everybody, it's your boy back again. Uh, that was our first little break there. Um, I kind of should have did this first because I kind of gave away one winner already. But whatever. Now we're going to get into the uh, the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia. First thing I want to touch base on is the women were not allowed to be there, which I feel like is kind of a smack in the face to the women's revolution. I understand WWE wants to, you know, get get the India market and, you know, shit like that going. But basically to just demean your your female, your women superstars, uh, it, it kind of sucked. And even another thing is WWE basically told their women superstars, hey, if you say anything about it on social media, basically that's your ass. You know, so even if they were frustrated and this, that, and the third, they couldn't say anything. They couldn't speak up. They couldn't They couldn't do anything. So it kind of sucked. Another superstar, I don't know if you guys noticed that he was not there at the Greatest Royal Rumble, was Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn was also forbidden from going to Saudi Arabia also, for those of you who don't know. Uh, something about his... Uh, his Muslim religion, uh, something about it, uh, conflicting with the, uh, the Saudi Arabian, uh, people or something like that, that they didn't want him there. So, you know, that's kind of a slap in the face to Sami Zayn also, who's also a great fucking performer. So they, they, they basically said, fuck Sami Zayn and fuck, you know, the women superstars who work their ass off just like everybody else so um just to get into it i'm sorry i had to rant on that a little bit because i feel like that was kind of fucked up it was whatever but 
Uh, overall, the show was was pretty cool. The show was okay. Uh, the Royal Rumble match was fucking awesome. If you guys haven't seen it, Titus O'Neil by that fall was the most hilarious thing ever. Cause I'm watching the Royal Rumble. I'm like, all right, Titus O'Neil is coming down. Uh, another motherfucker who's just gonna get eliminated. Cool. So he's running, but you know they they take the camera back to the ring, and I'm like, okay, where's Titus? Like he hasn't gotten in the ring yet. <laughs> Next thing you know, you hear Michael Cole and uh, Corey Graves laughing. I'm like, what the hell are they laughing at? And then they they shoot the camera on Titus, and he's coming from under the ring. I was like, no way, no way, no way that he did not trip and fall and slide under the ring. And I didn't think they was gonna show the replay. But they definitely showed the fucking replay at least five or six times. That was the most hilarious thing I think I've ever seen, man. The way he fell was just ridiculous. You got you to gotta remember, Titus is about, what, 6'5"? He's, he's a big dude. And to see him, like, just slide under that ring so fast like that was just hilarious to me. Uh, he definitely stole the show at that moment. But, um... Overall, the the Royal Rumble match, the greatest Royal Rumble match, was a great match. Uh, two records were broken, I believe three. Uh, Daniel Bryan broke the record for being in the Royal Rumble match the longest, which I think he stayed in for an hour and fifteen minutes. I think that was the time that he stayed in. Braun Strowman. Eliminated 13 people in the Royal Rumble match, which uh, basically broke Roman Reigns' record of 12, I believe it was. And Mike Kanellis was uh, eliminated the quickest now. I believe it was one second. I'm not sure how official that is, but that's what they say. So, y'all, y'all gotta look that up to find out. But overall, the um the show was cool. Um, what? Uh, earlier you guys heard me talk about the 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 four the fatal four way ladder match. Seth Rollins, uh, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and The Miz. That was a that was a good match. It wasn't up to par with you know the ladder matches. When you hear people in the ladder match, you think of some some off the wall type shit. It wasn't up there. It definitely wasn't up there. I'll, I'll tell you guys that right now. It was not up there. But um, as I mentioned earlier, Finn Balor was the one who was about to win. He literally had his hand on the championship. Seth Rollins springboarded off of the ropes to the top of the ladder, snatched the championship away really fast, and that that was all she wrote with that one. That was uh kind of that was kind of remarkable. That was that was a good move there. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Jinder Mahal. That was a uh, okay match. Uh, the thing about me with Jeff Hardy, now anybody who knows me knows Jeff Hardy is my favorite wrestler. But Jeff Hardy's getting old, people. Like his moves are starting to they're starting to to slow down. You know, like when he does the whisper in the wind, like you can see how he takes his time going to the top rope now. He stands there for a second. Yeah, when he used to do the whisper in the wind, his foot was probably on the rope for about one second. Now he kind of stands there and then does, you know, the backflip off. 
So it's like uh, Jeff Hardy's he's getting old, man. His moves aren't as flashy as they used to be. They're the same moves, but they're just with an old man's twist on it. You know, Jeff Hardy will always be my favorite wrestler. But uh, I have to admit that his moves are starting to slow down a little bit. Um, But Jeff Hardy did walk away victorious with the United States Championship, which was, was cool. It was cool. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton for the uh, United States Championship at Backlash. Uh, I don't know which direction they're going to go with that match. I just pray they do not give the championship back to Randy Orton. Um, uh, people know how I feel about Randy Orton. I feel like he's been in the WWE for a long time. What about... Uh, I don't even know how many fucking years, to be honest. But he's been there too long to be taking spotlights from other people. He needs to do what John Cena did. Do what, like, Big Show did. Basically, the people who've been there forever... You know, step aside, let somebody else move up in the in the uh, in the card. Like when they when they gave the championship to Randy Orton from uh, Bobby Roode, I was astounded. I was like, "What? Why would they make that move? Why? What would what would honestly be their purpose in giving the United States Championship to Randy Orton besides making him a Grand Slam champion? Besides that, what was the reason for taking that championship?" Off of Bobby Roode, what two weeks, two three weeks after he just won it? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, the Triple H John Cena match was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, I don't really have no comments on it because I don't even know why that match was made. I guess it. I guess they're big draw names, but to me, no, you're not. Sorry. Uh, Undertaker versus Rusev. That was actually a, a decent match. It wasn't, you know, a match that was squashed really fast. I liked how they actually let Rusev have a fighting chance. They let him have a fighting chance in that match, and it was it was pretty cool. But you know the Undertaker walked away with that damn W. Another match I wanted to touch base on, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in the Universal Championship match in a cage. Now... I feel like it's bullshit what WWE did. Everybody knows Roman Reigns won that championship. Roman Reigns speared Brock Lesnar out of the cage. Roman Reigns' feet touched the floor first, but they gave... They basically gave uh, Brock the W, which was... It was stupid to me. I don't know why they did it, but... They... Whatever. Everybody saw it. I saw it. If you watched it, you saw it. And I don't understand why it happened. Because everybody knows the rule is both feet have to touch the ground. They're talking about some Brock Lesnar's back hit the ground first. The rule isn't back. Because if that if that was if that was the case, shit, most of the people in the Royal Rumble never got fucking eliminated because they didn't land on their feet. They landed on their back. You feel me? I mean, grind it in order to get off your back. You got to stand back up. But whatever. Roman Reigns' feet touched the floor first. He is the rightful Universal Championship. That was probably a, a, a botch that got fucked up. So they had to hurry up and make that call and make up some bullshit excuse. Whatever. Roman won that championship, though. Hands down. 
it's nothing nobody can tell me to change my mind um matt hardy and bray wyatt were crowned the raw tag team champions they beat the bar which uh basically crushes the bar's hopes of coming back to raw because now they're stuck on smackdown uh, my question is what's gonna be like the first feud for the deleter of worlds what are they or who are they gonna go up against i don't know i don't know i don't know what type of what tag team can actually feud with them and it be a believable like entertaining feud you know like one thing i don't like is when wwe just put superstars against each other just for the heck of it hey you and you go ahead and fight yeah no reason just make some shit up let's go no i hate that i hate that with a passion um as you guys know uh the bludgeon brothers are still the smackdown tag team champions uh i don't know who thought the usos was gonna win i didn't think the shit they built the bludgeon brothers up to be this destructive force i told you i told you guys in the previous podcast I feel like the only teams that could have did something was AOP. Some basically a big team. It was it couldn't be no small team to do something to the Bludgeon Brothers the way they built them up. But as you guys know, last week we got the news, or I believe it was the week before last, we got the news that Sanity is coming to SmackDown. That team. Sanity is gonna be the team. You got Eric Young, you got Killian Dane, you got Alexander Wolf, come on. That's going to be the team to finally take them championships off of the Bludgeon Brothers. And I can't wait to see it. But that basically wraps up the um, the Greatest Royal Rumble. Oh, I didn't tell you guys who won. Uh, for the people who don't know, I feel like if you're a real WWE fan, you know who won it. But Braun Strowman was the winner of the Greatest Royal Rumble match. Um, He got this uh, this nice trophy. And this green championship. Now, my thing is, with that championship, is that an actual championship or is that just something for him to take home? Basically, like, another trophy. Like, is that championship going to be defended? Like, what is that? I need answers. I need them now. But, um, we're going to take another little break and then we're going to go ahead and get into the SmackDown portion of this. Um, this week I'm not really going to get into, uh, NXT. Because I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it today. Um... I've been working hard, so I didn't watch it today. So for the people who are looking forward to me reviewing NXT, I apologize. I will do a double review on NXT next week, though, which means I'll review this week's episode and next week's. But we're going to take another little mini break and then go ahead and hop over to the SmackDown segment, baby. All right, people, stay tuned. And we're back, we're back, we're back. Um, SmackDown. Like I said, this week was not that exciting. SmackDown started off with the Miz TV episode, which his special guest was Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy got to talk in a little bit, and he introduced Randy Orton. The Miz introduced Randy Orton, tried to start a little beef between Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy before their championship match. And Randy Orton was just like, hey. I respect Jeff. We're cool. You know, the Miz didn't like that. You know, he wanted them to fight. 
uh, outcome Shelton Benjamin saying that uh, Randy Orton doesn't deserve a championship match and that Shelton Benjamin actually deserves a championship match because he pinned Randy Orton, which he did. Um, honestly, I would rather see Shelton Benjamin than Randy Orton, but whatever. I'm not a creative writer at WWE, so I don't make the choices. Um, it turned into uh, Randy Orton beating on Shelton Benjamin. The Miz helping Shelton Benjamin. Jeff Hardy helping Randy Orton. Which set up a, a tag team match later on in the match, right later on in the night, Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy versus The Miz and Shawn Benjamin. So that's how it uh, started off. That's how the show started off. Uh, we had a six-woman tag team match: The Iconics and Carmella versus Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Oscar. Through this match, uh, the point of conversation was basically. Asuka, you know, losing at WrestleMania, her undefeated streak being broken. Um, and the fact that she lost her match last week on SmackDown thanks to Becky Lynch. And they were saying, which I hope would not be true, that Asuka's basically going to lose her touch, her mystique. You know, she's going to lose a lot more matches and this, that, and the third. I feel like just because she lost against Charlotte doesn't mean she should just start losing against anybody. You know, she's was undefeated for, what, three? Was that three years? Over three years? Uh, I think they said 914 days. So, it's a lot of fucking days, people, to be undefeated. Now... I don't believe that she just just start losing to anybody. I don't think she start she should start losing to people like Naomi. I don't think she should start losing to people like Carmella. I don't think she should start. Basically, you you get what I'm saying. I don't think that it should it should happen. I don't. High school is undefeated for a very fucking long time, and just because she lost to Charlotte, who in my opinion I don't think she should have lost to. Um. I don't believe that she should start losing to anybody. Now, touching base on that a little bit, I don't believe Oscar should have lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania just for the the next Tuesday night to lose for Charlotte to lose to Carmella. Oscar lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania two days later. Charlotte lost to Carmella. With the money in the bank cash in. Now that was. Unnecessary to me. If they were. I feel like they shouldn't have did that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they could have let Oscar win. The championship. And you know Carmella hold on to that briefcase. A little longer. And then cashing on Oscar. Somewhere down the line. Maybe. Maybe. But I hope they didn't have. Carmella cashed that in just for her to lose it at Backlash. That would be an example of WWE. What the fuck were you thinking? What was the purpose? This is the first women's money in the bank briefcase. I understand Carmella wanted a lot of people might not be too keen on Carmella. But this, this, if they're gonna let her lose it to Charlotte at Backlash, I, I'm, I'm losing faith in WWE creative team. Hands down. But long story short, this, uh, the six 
women tag team match ended with uh Oscar picking up the victory for her uh, her team. Uh putting Billy Billy Kay? No, it was Peyton Royce putting Peyton Royce in the Oscar lock and making her tap out. So hopefully Oscar keeps up this winning. Um I don't know what direction I'm gonna put her in. She's kinda just been in tag team matches ever since WrestleMania. I don't I don't know what they're gonna do with her. Maybe they're looking for a direction also. But yeah. Um we're gonna get to a segment where AJ Styles was being interviewed by Renee Young in the ring about Shinsuke Nakamura and who comes out. Who music's hit? Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe basically laid out a challenge to AJ Styles or Shinsuke Nakamura, whoever wins at Backlash. We'll get into that later. Um, he laid out a challenge. Hey, after I get done whooping Roman Reigns' ass, I'm coming for that WWE Championship. That's basically what he said, people. He's he's coming for that championship. Now, my my question is, would people rather see? Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles or Samoa Joe versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Now we've seen Shinsuke and Samoa Joe in NXT. That was a very good fucking rivalry. Great matches. Loved it. Um after he basically laid out the challenge, Shinsuke Nakamura music hit. Samoa Joe turns around and you know squares up like come on out, come on out, Shinsuke. Where does Shinsuke appear at? In the ring. In the ring, low blow again on AJ Styles, and then he lands the Kinshasa knee strike on AJ Styles, and basically taunts him, holds up the WWE Championship like, "Yeah, I'm taking this Sunday. I'm taking this. It's mine." So that was a uh, that was a pretty pretty cool moment that happened. Now going on to basically, I'm gonna fast forward a little bit to backlash. Now. I'm loving what WWE has done with Shinsuke Nakamura. This heel turn was definitely needed. Because just like I mentioned with uh, Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura is popular. But his stock with WWE was lowering. It was plummeting. Because they weren't using him right. They were not using Shinsuke correctly. But this heel turn was definitely a breath of fresh air for his career. It's fun. It's it's different. I love it. I love it. So, with that being said, I feel like Shinsuke should win the championship at at Backlash. Cause why not? If Shinsuke loses, he goes back to the back of the line. Who does he feud with after that? Who does he feud with after AJ Styles beats him? Because, you know, next up after that is Samoa Joe. So I'm thinking, hey, Shinsuke wins. AJ Styles puts his rematch clause in. Samoa Joe says, uh-uh-uh. Y'all not forgetting about me? Make it a fucking triple threat match. That's my that's my thought process. I don't think Shinsuke should lose. Because I feel like this... I'm not going to say the heel turn would be for nothing. But him winning that championship would definitely solidify this heel turn. It would it would definitely solidify it. 
so that's that's just my thought process that's just how i feel about it everybody has their opinions uh but that's what i would like to see happen shinsuke wins aj uh pulls out his rematch clause some more joe no don't forget about me triple threat match at the next pay-per-view that that'll be a good match because you know aj styles can't put on a bad match shinsuke is fucking shinsuke nakamura and some more joe is the fucking the fucking destroyer like come on now it's gonna be it's gonna that would definitely make for a good fucking match and i'm looking forward to it um we're gonna move on to the tag team match uh, Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy versus Shot Benjamin and The Miz. This match was probably about a three star, two and a half, whatever. Wasn't that good. Wasn't really into it. Um, whatever. But overall, uh, Jeff Hardy picked up the victory for his team. But what happened next was to be expected, especially from Randy Orton. After Jeff Hardy picked up the victory for the team, Randy Orton RKO'd his ass. Like I said, that's expected from, from fucking Randy Orton. Um, a couple other things that happened that aren't worth mentioning. Uh, Xavier Woods versus Sheamus. Page telling Absolution that Absolution is dead. Um, like I said, this week in WWE wasn't really, it wasn't really that interesting. Uh, make sure you guys give me your 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 thoughts, any comments, anything like that. If you're listening to this on Anchor, make sure you guys go ahead and uh, send your messages in so I can include them on the podcast. If you're listening to them, if you're listening to me on Apple podcast make sure you guys go ahead hit that subscribe button you know rate rate the the podcast give me a review if you like it you know what i mean give me a good review if you don't give me a bad review you know there's no such thing as you know bad criticism you know if you have something that you think i could have did better or a better opinion than what i had go ahead and let me know but i appreciate everybody for listening this has been the Everything Show. On my next episode, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a short episode. I'm gonna give you guys a little breakdown of my weekly schedule on how I'm gonna be dropping these episodes weekly. So make sure you guys tune into that. Appreciate you guys for all your support. Prophecy out, baby.